0: and we are back with live from Teff's Tavern. Uh it's me again, Big Mike with Andy. Hi, yep. Yeah. And uh thanks for listening everybody. It's been a, a a fun little trip so far. We're here on episode 4. And, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's farther than I ever expected us to get. So
1: more than originally planned.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. The, the the fact that you're still listening to this makes our day. It's just it's a it's a little blessing. So thank you. That's cool. Uh so what have you been up to this week, Andy? Um not too much
1: really interesting. I've had some good news in the sense that um I've got the guy ahead to have some building work done. Oh. So um I've got the guy ahead to get a wet room built. Okay. So that'll be completely flat for me to go in and have a shower. Um oh. a stair lift put in. Outstanding. And um a funny ramp thing out the front door. Because hmm. we're like for wheelchair access and whatnot. Um, so it'd be like kind of having a theme park in my house. Outstanding. You'll be able yeah. to sort of, yeah, get on the stair lift at the bottom, go
0: all the way up to the top, then into the splash room. Right. So that'd be quite With One little signs on quiet. the staircase. It'll say, caution, you may get wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like sell little ponchos at the bottom. Darn right, man. Start making some money off this
1: rig. <laughs> So that, that that that's been the most exciting thing, really. Yeah. Um,
0: what about you, Mike? Well, for us, uh, it was a pretty a pretty awesome week in some regards. In fact, uh, we had the the fourth this week, which was oh yeah, was yeah. Uh, yeah. Good old middle finger to the UK week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, freedom from me. <laughs> freedom from Andy. And uh, <laughs> so we, uh, we uh, unfortunately, though, uh, here in Colorado, a good 40% of the state's on fire. So <laughs> we're had one of the worst dry years of our, of our 30 to 35 year drought we're in. And yeah. uh, what temperature are you at at the minute? Oh, goodness. Right now, it's like 80 degrees and the sun's. Okay not all the way up yet <laughs> so it's okay. going to be another scorcher yeah we're i mean averaging we're at like 95 to 100 Jeez, we're at 28c Wow, at, as of which is a lot yeah we were it. at f- what was it the other day i looked at it it was like 45 46c jeez man so yeah, yeah. So those, So those, you had to lot of fireworks and stuff, then. We actually, for for the first time in in uh, a long time that I can remember, we didn't even have booths set up in town selling them, which is a really? rarity, because it was just there was such a fire restriction on that. Right now they've they've amended the the smoking laws that if you're caught throwing a cigarette out your window, there's a thousand dollar fine. Yeah. And yeah. uh, well, unfortunately, people aren't still aren't following it, and uh, there's a lot of been a lot of campfires that have gotten out of control, and this, that, That's and just the other crazy. thing. And uh, the, the end of that story for us though is that uh, my dad, who's been a firefighter for 36 years now, he uh, uh-huh. he got called out to uh, a fire in the northern part of the state that uh, is currently running about 97,000 acres wide. Yeah, they're having just a real hell of a time getting any sort of a a handhold on that one there. Zero percent containment is what they call it. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I they, can't even comprehend that. That's too big. It, it's one of those numbers that that surpasses yeah. uh, reasoning and and thought. So, yeah. so unfortunately, the, the plan to barbecue at his place uh, uh, got changed up a little bit, and instead, we we still went over to my mom's house because they'd uh, they've they've built a above ground pool for the kids to play in, and uh, I grilled up some burgers and hot dogs and listened to podcasts instead of. Instead of Dad doing it, and I only burned them a little bit, so it wasn't so you bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh, we went off, and, and we were able to still see the local fireworks. The uh, the fire department right. put on a good show, and didn't burn anything down. So thankfully, that was that was still pretty nice.
1: Well, you'd hope not with
0: them, wouldn't you? You'd hope. You'd hope. You, 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 you <laughs> wonder with some of these guys though, because they choose this as an occupation to uh, to become firefighters for one of two reasons: either they're a little lost upstairs and they don't mind yeah. the idea of running into a burning building <laughs> or they're a little lost upstairs and they love fire a little too yeah. much like you tell, yeah. I start telling my dad that you see smoke in the sky and his eyes light up like it's Christmas so yeah, it's <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> so pyromaniacs have, have an option for a career that, that could actually end up being positive I suppose <laughs> <laughs> it's a good outlet for them isn't it um, <laughs> And on the nerd nerd front has been a pretty cool jump, though. Uh, Uh We got into a uh, Call of Cthulhu group that I'll actually touch on a little bit more later. It's kind of neat because I've never played that system before. And you and myself, for anyone listening, is probably also following the channel, uh, my YouTube channel, that uh, we've been able to get in a game or two of actual Warhammer 40k we have, yeah, and that's been really cool. Uh, it's just thanks to the guys over at VassalEngine.com because their little Vassal Engine tool has really <coughs> simplified the idea of connecting with someone online and yeah. playing a tabletop war Because that's so yeah. that's been great. I'm 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 thoroughly engrossed in that. I've uh, if you see our blog, <coughs> I'm going to be posting up some army lists either today or tomorrow, showing uh, just what's been capable on there. Yeah,
1: I mean, the thing is, is it it looks really basic, but it it's got that cleanness to it. Yeah, you kind of, and we're still working our way around it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyone that goes to watch the first one, will be highly (laughs) amused, and then the second the second one still be highly amused, but we are getting better. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, what five hundred point armies wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, we uh, we uh, the first one was. Well, it was just two squads, wasn't it? It wasn't even yeah. uh, no no leadership or HQs or anything. No, it's just like,
1: how do we move them and, and work
0: everything? Take shots at each other. And then the second one was was actually a little bit of variety and uh, some leadership and whatnot. And I think our yep. next one will actually work in a scenario with some uh, victory points and whatnot. And slowly but surely, our, our, our little brains will work into what could be the real <laughs> version of 8th edition Warhammer. Yeah, or not. Or not. We might just decide to say the hell with it. Just
1: have fun. But the thing is, is that he's like, he's when you squeal like a little child
0: when we figured out when you press the kill button that that it just splats them. Oh, that made my day. Yeah, in this game, you you right click and the one of the options is uh, kill unit because you know maybe they've lost all their health or whatever. <laughs> and uh, when you click it, it doesn't just delete the unit; it replaces them with a squib of. Just a smear <laughs> of red mess. Sauce, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but, but it did. It, it just tickled me it, pink. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is, is you you'd wanted to play for years, hadn't you? Really? I really have. Ever since uh, uh, Games Workshop was involved in a little shop here in, t- in Little Montrose, Colorado, called uh, uh, Hobbytown USA. And uh, uh-huh. that's actually where I, I got a good majority of my D and D and Magic cards uh, growing up. And they had a section of Warhammer 40K that was probably fourth or fifth edition at the time, and yep. it was all pewter miniatures. Yeah, yeah. That was so fun, so cool. And yeah. I never even got, I never played, but I bought quite a few individual little units. And uh, just, I never, I don't think I ever even built them. I don't have any of them anymore. I didn't build them. I know I didn't paint them. Yeah. Yeah. They they were they were um, they were cool at the time. Really hard to build and keep together. I can't imagine. Uh, well, yeah, because I've I've built some of the plastic and the resin figures now, and even with glue that's specifically designed to hold plastic together, that's tough sometimes. I can't imagine gluing yeah. metal together.
1: because I'd use you know that um, stuff that um, green stuff what they call it where you mix it blue and whatever yellow, yellow. together and it makes that green resin epoxy resin thing right right so i'd use that and super glue to glue like a dreadnought's arm together and then, and then it glued to my thumb and my forefinger <laughs>
0: that's um, the absolute best when you're trying to glue yeah. you're sitting there and you you're holding your you've got your arms braced against the table and yeah you're not and you think you fit that point and you feel it fit just right and yeah. you're holding it you're holding it and you're holding it because it takes a good 20 to 30 seconds for the glue to start to set up And you're just praying that when you let go with your right (laughs) fingers that the unit's going to let go as well. Because I don't know how many times I've been trying to glue a spear or a halberd onto my greenites. And you go to let go and, oh, it's glued to my thumb. (laughs) Yeah. It is. is, It's
1: what you say. It's exactly right. You're waiting for that second that you're convinced it's it's taken and (laughs) adhered to it. it. It's like it's it's good fun and it gives us a chance to play. I don't I can't get out much now either. Right. And my painting is limited, like I said, with the using the Pathfinder miniatures uh pawns. Yeah. Um so that's serving that purpose and this is doing really good from my point of view for a miniatures game because I'm not getting out much, sure. although I'm re- really local to a lot of places. Um, whereas this, we can just, you know, a couple of minutes now and we're actually up and running, which is kind of incredible. a miracle. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty big. So that's good. I mean, I, I have been looking um to kind of think, well, how would you go about starting again? Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working in. I mean, the, the main thing on, on like uh GW site is they, they've got for 40k anyway, um, three boxes got the what would be 95 pound here, dark imperium box which gives you something like about 53 miniatures and you do get the hardback rule book in that as well oh wow so that's pretty cool no, that's and then brutal. they got they drop down to like 50 pound which is the no no fear box which i think is pretty much the same as a few minis less and you don't get the hardback book And then there's what is probably the best one, I would think, if you've never ever played and you were interested, is there's a 25-pound one called First Strike. I'm seeing that, yes. Yeah, and and that gives you a couple of units of the Primaris Marines and some Death Guard. But what it also gives you as well is like a playmat, a bit of scenery, um, dice ruler, and more importantly, the core rules. Yeah so i think it all depends on what you want if you've never played anything 25 pound you can't go wrong because even if you dislike the armies you've learned how to play and you kind of go oh this is okay but i don't like these armies but i've got the rule book now yeah and off you go and explore buy one of the you know um starter boxes for whatever army you like which is normally about 50 pound
0: because yeah I'm seeing that here as well and uh, it's the uh, uh, start collecting Warhammer 40,000 there's 22 items available and Uh yeah for uh, $85 American you've got yourself a nice little box of uh, Space Marines or Tau or they've got uh, Demons of Slaanesh here there's a really good selection of good little starters
1: so how much is First Strike in dollars then Mike?
0: Let's go up here and take a look because um, that would be interesting. So yeah, Dark Imperium. I see that here as well. That's a hundred and sixty dollar box. They've got No No yep. Fear, and that's an eighty dollar box. And then there's uh-huh. First Strike. Uh, that's the forty dollar box.
1: Yeah. So that that that's good. And then you see that's actually on GW site that pricing. Right. Over over here, um, I don't know what it's like with some of, but I would imagine if you go to a lot of, um online stores, you'll at least get 25%
0: off that. No kidding.
1: Yeah. I don't know whether the stores do your side of the pond, but certainly here, nobody really, unless you go into
0: a GW store, will pay full price for it. Oh, wow. See, at least my local store, uh, they do pay the recommended pricing, so you're going to see At least very similar prices online as what you're going to, or on Game Workshop site as you're going to see in their shelves. But I I have seen situations on uh, Amazon and similar sites where, yeah, you're going to save some money. And I'm looking into this first strike box, and this is no joke. These are uh, uh, Ultramarines versus uh, Death Guard. Death Guard, yeah. They look like they're Nurgle uh, Plague Marines.
1: Yeah, and they're um, easy to build ones as well. They're basically, if you wanted to, you don't even need to glue them. They just push fit.
0: Wow! But if you look at the detail on them, it's insane. I can't believe the amount push of detail fit. that goes into these uh, models. It's insane. Like I'm looking at—I'm not even sure what this unit's name is, but it's a chubby guy with his gut hanging out and yeah, I'm looking at big that right spike now. hanging out of his head. Yeah, he's got little latches on his pockets. Yeah, why does he, I mean, he doesn't need that? That's that's way too detailed. But it's great. And they're just they push fit hard plastic. That's crazy. So
1: so you could basically get the box, push them together, and play. Learn how to
0: play, and then decide where you want to go. And which uh, is a good, good what thing. I'm, like, I'm also noticing here is not just a rule book. Are they including? But there's a quick start like like yeah. one page yeah. sheet to get you going. Yeah, and then learn the real stuff afterwards. That's which really cool. Because yeah, like so I, I said in a previous episode, I uh, when I wanted to get into it, we went out and I bought the hundred dollar core books. And yeah. Honestly, if I'm remembering properly, that doesn't even cover any armies. That was just like the rules. Doesn't. And you would need
1: fluff. Yeah, you'd need to go and buy your armies codex. Yeah. Which would have been thirty pound over here. Yep, forty five here. And and that's you haven't got any models.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, you still don't have a single piece to, to play with, so that was another yeah. 300 bucks worth of uh, yeah. Dark Elves and Grey Knights for me and the wife to get started, and we, yeah. by the time everything was said and done, we were so overwhelmed with the rules that we never started, no. unfortunately. It's a lot better now, I think. I think they've done a great a job. A lot more accessible. Much more um, accessible. And the rule, the new rule set's uh, a lot more open in that regard as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
1: I think the thing is, is it depends as well on saying like, um, it was me and you and we lived in the same town and we both wanted to start and we knew we wanted to play it. Right. It, the next step, I guess really is like, do you like the Primaris Marines and do I like the death guard? Cause what you could do is just go halves on the box set.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I hadn't even thought
1: and then it, Each of you have that army. Yep. Or, both buy a box set and swap the opposites out to increase the size of your army. Sure. And then you've both got a hardback as well. But interestingly as well, what happens over here is people buy um, the big Dark Imperium box and they just make a business out of splitting it and putting it all on eBay.
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: so, right, you could get the, the hardback rulebook here for 18 pound delivered probably wow if somebody's done that and by the same token then you could buy these miniatures out of that box separately to build sure. your army sure so on a, on a cheaper note you could go just go that route you know just go right I'm going to buy all these push fits they're just going to come on sprues through the post no boxes or anything right Um. but there you go you know it's going to be a lot cheaper, and it's easier to add. But that all depends on whether you want those two forces, I think.
0: So I would assume, then, that these all... Just like in, in, in typical Games Workshop fashion, these are not pre-painted models. No. You're, you're They're like grey hard in. plastic. Right.
1: So you the push-fits, you'd still need to clip off the sprue and actually okay. push them together. So. Um, then they do make... More detailed, believe it or not, versions that you would clip off and need to like glue on, say, shoulder pads and things like that. Sure, um,
0: sure. And that's all my gray knights were.
1: Yeah, but then once they're gray, then you've got to like prime them and then paint them.
0: Yep, and thin your paints, guys. Don't forget that. It's like the most important <laughs> two, piece of two advice. Two thin coats, Yeah. Yeah, thin <laughs> your paint because thick paint looks silly.
1: Not like my original rail as I said.
0: I'm telling you, you buy a skeleton. House paint, just dunk the unit in.
1: (laughs) Yep, dunk it into some like gloss white paint and that's just going. But I mean, ultimately there's there's nothing stopping you. It's like we said before about um, RPGs or anything. If you really, really, really want to go cheap, just go and find the old books. Yeah. On eBay or maybe in a local bookstore or we have a lot of charity bookstores here as well. Um, we have
0: a lot of used bookstores here. Yeah.
1: And you might just wander in and find like a fifth edition, and you think, you know what? I'm just going to go for this because it's only going to cost me like £2.50 for the rule book. Um, exactly. Well, and I just, and,
0: just as an experiment while you were saying that, I, I searched eBay fourth edition 40K. Yeah. And I click here on eBay.com and $21. $5. Here's $5. $5 Warhammer 40,000 Codex Lot. It's got 12 different books here 12 full right. Codexes and two rule books to get started with 4th edition Warhammer 40K. That would be perfect.
1: Yeah. See, I, I wouldn't mind that having come from that. I, I think if I was completely new and maybe younger that I had no experience with it because right. the rules are easier now, I'd go for that £25 set. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it, then there's nothing stopping you thinking, well, yeah, I, kinda, I, I like this tabletop wargaming thing. You don't have to play the current edition. No. Nobody says you have
0: to. That's only really, really super relevant if you're near a community of people that are already playing the current edition, or you're wanting to get into competitive play because there are a lot of like sanctioned tournaments involved. There are, yes. And I'm sure they always play. I mean, I I
1: forgot about that because I tend to think of when I want to start playing is what I can play at home or my friend's house because I've never been competitive. But you're absolutely right. If if you want to go that route, then yeah you kind of have to bite the bullet a bit. But there are cheaper ways of doing that, like we've just, uh, um, wow. you know. Oh, you've got so, me
0: in some trouble now, Andy. I, I'm looking at just all of these different lots for sale. Uh, yeah. Here's a, a a current seller, and I know this is good radio, uh, of a guy <laughs> selling, it looks like to be about 20 books, and it's all yeah. of the 7th edition codexes, all of them, for 12.50.
1: You are joking.
0: I'm sure the shipping's going to be ugly, but that's incredible.
1: Yeah, because people tend to. I mean, that, I suppose that's the thing. If you go to a local game store, you kind of, and everyone's just playing 40K, Yep. and you want to try a different game, it's difficult because it's like, well, who's going to play? Um, so you kind of have to maybe go, yeah, I'm going to play current edition 40k cuz I know there's going to be people that are going to play
0: it. Yep, just like if you want to get into Dungeons and Dragons, it makes sense to yeah. learn 5th edition because that's yeah. the big guy on the on the on the block right now.
1: Yeah. But like you said when you're a, a bit older. Well, I don't even know if it's older but um you, you know, you go basic fantasy.
0: Oh yeah. And that's been phenomenal. I've loved every yeah. game I've been in.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that you know, there's a lot of good stuff with 40k and other um, tabletop games that you you can get around the initial massive cost of starting. Yep. There are ways, I and I like say,
0: and I'm sure that has stopped a lot of people because a lot of other hobbies that you can get into don't have such a high barrier to entry.
1: No, no, some, I, I think that's the, that's the rub because say like you walked in into. Games Workshop with your son. And you knew nothing about it. Sure. And he really really wanted to start it. And you get the, the 25 pound box and that. And you go, yeah, I want the Primaris Marines. And they go, okay. Well, you're going to need the Space Marine Codex. Okay. All right. We've got the rules in the box. And then um, how many points are you going to need? So you're going to need like two sort of tactical squads. Right. And I think box, they go for about 30, 35 pound each. We'll put them straight so here. So that's two of those, then a HQ. That's bare minimum, and yeah. then your paints and everything. So, yeah, it it is a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a little spooky. Yeah, but, but there are there are ways around it, and that's just great. I'm glad they've addressed that because that was a concern of mine getting into it. Yeah, yeah. So. In other news, like I'd stated before, I got to dip my toes into a session zero, at least so far, of a Call of Cthulhu game, and that is just interesting how different yet similar that yeah. is to other tabletop RPGs I've been playing. Where in say Fifth Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons, you're a hero, you're you're. Mm-hmm you're going to go out and make an effect change in the world. You're going to make and, and more than likely be successful because the system is set up if you follow the recommendations yeah. as far yeah. as encounters and danger and that thing, that it's set up to make the players higher like, with a higher likelihood to survive. Yeah. Whereas it appears to me that through everything in Call of Cthulhu, that is not really the plan. <laughs> no, I've, I've not, never played it. I mean, I've,
1: I've, I've read bits on it and sure. read some of the books, but it seems really intriguing.
0: Well, basically, what I've come across so far is that it's all based upon percentile roles. Okay. So, if you have any experience with uh, role-playing uh, games, guys, the, uh, this one is going to be based primarily on those two little ten-sided dice you've got. And uh, we've rolled up stats that were uh, varied between my, let's see, my character sheet. I've got it pulled up here. Uh, and his characteristics range from 32 up to, I've got a 90 in inte- intellect. So wow. That's, that's pretty high. I rolled like a, a 16 or a 17 to get that here. I can even share that with the group. And. uh All right. Th- so yeah, that, that that basically what'll happen then is there will be situations where the the keeper they're called not a dungeon master mm-hmm. will tell you okay you need to make an intellect check and I'll roll my percentile die and try to get under ninety because that's my score. Okay. And I guess there's hard and impossible tasks as well, which is why you see those. Uh, there's also numbers next to that. So like with my intellect it's ninety and then next to that yeah. is forty five and then eighteen and what that means is that the hard challenge would be a 45, because it's half my intellect, and then 18, which is a half of a half. So All right. So yeah, you could have different gradiated levels of success and failure. And I like that. That is interesting. Uh, it also goes different on the hit point system. That was de- that I have 13 hit points uh, on this character, and that was determined by uh, an algorithm based upon different characteristics of my character already had and just kind of predetermined so i didn't roll for that and basically if you take half of your health in one attack you get what's called a major wound and that means you're down you're injured and we've got to deal with that narratively
1: okay so So that could be something like what
0: you've injured your arm your hand or Right, or uh, uh, some sort of eldritch horror has reached out and stabbed you or something, and it did excessive damage because of whatever. Ah, okay. And so then, what does the sanity bit do? Sanity is interesting. I was going to touch on that next. Is uh, Basically, that is y- your level of mental well-being right now. <laughs> and there's things in Call of Cthulhu that are, because it's, it's essentially a horror genre. And, and it's it's designed in a way that, so you're a normal Joe Schmo here. I, I'm playing Dr. Grant Dawson, an archaeologist. He's 58 years old. He's experienced some mm-hmm. things in his life. Now, okay. so if you see, say, a dead body, yeah, you're going to take a, a, a hit on your sanity. It might only be a point or two. Yeah. Uh, but you roll against your intellect to see if, first, you understand it. And so if you fail at your oh, okay. intellect check, that's actually a good thing because your brain doesn't really comprehend what it was looking at. So maybe you uh, only okay. lose a couple of points. But say you see a demon with a bunch of eyes on its f- on its forehead and a, a weird mouth on its hand. And yeah. your brain's not set up or ready for that. So then you roll your intellect check and you succeed. Well, that means that you truly grasp what's going oh, on and what you're magnitude. looking at, the magnitude of the evil yeah. you're staring at, which actually means you're going to have a larger sanity decrease. Oh, cool. And <laughs> Marcus, our yeah. keeper, has actually gone a little bit crazy in, uh, in how deep he's willing to go with this. Uh, he found a 1920s uh, uh, Sears and Roebuck catalog. Yeah. That is, that's what we're used to, using to draw our gear from. Oh, that's amazing! And it's funny in the 1920s, Sears and Roebuck sold literally everything. Yeah, you can buy dogs, you can buy houses, you can buy cars, <laughs> you can buy guns. It, it was and it's crazy too. Like I, I bought this nice little five-shot revolver, and uh, it was 375. <laughs> <laughs> That's cost nothing but yeah so uh, the further craziness he's gotten is he has found time specific death certificates and certifications of of uh what was it uh basically a certificate that names you as a as an insane person so if your sanity drops below Uh one your character is not dead but they've gone insane and you no longer have control so you're certified insane then Right, you're certified insane, and he will send, he will take your character sheet and give you a certificate uh, deeming you as not not right. not so safe you, to take you care can of yourself. Send off to an asylum. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> that is really so cool. I'm really excited. This could be interesting because uh, I like the idea. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong i like I like fighting in in role playing games as much yep. as the next guy, but the idea where this is almost designed to be 95% story and narration and role yeah. play and maybe 5% combat. That That's pretty cool yeah. to
1: me. I mean, I always like with the, the Lovecraft thing of these plane worlds that basically all this stuff is going on now as we're talking. Right. It, it, it's around us, but we, they can't come through and we can't come through. Absolutely. But when it does come through or we go through, that's when it gets mad. Yep. Yep. Too yeah. cool. I think...
0: That's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm really so. Excited if you keep us up to, up to date with that, that. yeah. Uh, if I if we don't have it on the Tefts Tavern uh, as a stream, I'll definitely be linking it. We're playing that with uh, Josh James of Candles and Ponies, and uh, it could very well be up on his channel as well. In which case, I will okay. post a blog post and we'll have uh, we'll have links getting getting people access to that because I think that's going to be real fun. It's a great group of guys.
1: Yeah, I think Marcus
0: will do a really good job with that. It's my f- and it's my first time playing under him as a, a GM or a keeper, so yeah. I'm excited to yeah. see where he goes with things. So, Well, Great. guys, that's about all the time we have for this week's show. Uh, come back and see us next week. We're actually going to have a guest uh, on. Kevin Reynolds, uh, an author, is going to be talking to us, and uh, we're real excited to see him. So, mm, Very much so. Andy, thanks for joining us today, man. Okay, thanks, Mike. And we'll talk to you all next week.